I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Private Education the Smart Sex Relationships podcast. I almost forgot my own tagline there. Um, I'm Ashley Keenan. That is my name. Sometimes I forget to introduce myself. In fact, pretty much every week I forget to introduce myself. Um, this week, so I wanted, I, I like to fo- keep it, keep the focus firmly on sex and relationships where possible and, you know, agony and stuff. But I just, I ha- got an opportunity to speak to two Netflix stars and I mean like I've been watching this show and I'm obsessed with it so when I got a chance to interview these two I was just like I have to do I have to take it um the first interview you're about to hear is with Jason Oppenheim and Jason is the co-owner of the Oppenheim group which is a real estate agency in Los Angeles and they have a show on Netflix about their trials and tribulations the relationships the staff the um million dollar houses they sell um and it's called selling sunset you may have heard of it um it's absolutely massive in ireland um at the moment and in the uk and you know i presume in the us as well um it's all about work their work life their relationships their you know what they do what they sell the arguments they have it's absolutely fascinating it's reality tv at its best really and yeah, like I said, I was given an opportunity to speak to Jason and also Amanza Smith, who will be um joining us next week. Um, we've already recorded, but I'm gonna leave it and uh I'm gonna put Jason out this week and Amanda out next week, so you'll be able to hear them over the course of two weeks. Um and yeah, I just I really enjoyed this chat that you're about to hear with Jason. He was really sound, exactly as you would hope him to be, exactly as you think he would be from what watching him um which i've always find really refreshing he was really pleasant to talk to and um i had yeah i had just a lovely time you'll be able to hear it because i'm giggling like a fucking mad joke through the whole conversation just because you know when you watch someone on television and you're like you, you think what they do is so fascinating and it's so different and um so yeah really really good interview and i started off by asking him um about his celebrity clients and if his discretion is important to them. Certainly. I think that some do and some don't care. You know, I think some prefer the publicity. Uh, I think the larger stars prefer the discretion, uh, but it's, you know, it's up to them. Chloe is just, I mean, this was years ago. She was, she's, she's, I think she was 19 or something when we sold her her first house. So she's grown up a lot since then, but I mean, that is just a, a woman, a very composed woman for her age, always has been. Hmm. And so do you, I mean, when it when it comes to celebrity clients, because I'm sure you have tons, and I won't ask you to name names or anything like that, but yeah. do you have to do you have to do things like sign non-disclosures and that sort of thing? 
You know, usually they just ask you. It's, it's okay. not even, sometimes it depends how well I know them. If I know them well enough, you know, them or their manager will just, you know, be like, listen, let, please don't say anything. Although mm-hmm. we have very investigative press out here and they research the LLCs and, and the trusts oh. that buy these transactions. So in, in some ways, these transactions end up in the press anyway. All you can hope for some of the time is simply to delay uh, because, you know, all it takes is a paparazzi to follow someone home and then they know where they live. So um, we do our best. And yes, sometimes they make us uh, sign NDAs and I'm certainly happy to do so. But even if I don't sign something, I'm still going to be, equal, you know, as much discretion as I, as I would if I had signed it. Yeah. And I think, you know, working somewhere like like you guys do in, in Los Angeles, where there's, you know, so many celebrities are, are living and working, it must be kind of part of the reason why... You, I suppose you guys have been so successful is that level of discretion and respect for the the privacy of your clients. I think so. I mean, I think it's, it's simply understood in, in this, uh, at this level. I mean, I was an attorney for many years before I was a, a real estate broker and it's the same thing. Obviously you have a, um, you know, an attorney client privilege. So mm-hmm. I've, it's kind of been ingrained in me just that the things that I discuss with my clients are, are for me only. Hmm. Uh, I know in Ireland um, we don't necessarily value discretion but we do value not caring about anyone so we're very much like (laughs) if we don't care if you're famous we don't care who your father is we don't care how much money you have all we want to know is are you nice can we shake your hand that sort of thing (laughs) like we're very we make a point we could use a little bit more of that out here yeah, I feel like maybe, yeah, I feel like it might might be welcomed. Um, so yeah. I wanted to ask about your, you obviously, um, for anyone who doesn't watch Selling Sunset or who hasn't watched, uh, you co-owned Oppenheim Group with your brother, Brett. And I would love to know, well, it, you know, they say, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, they say not to work with um animals or children but they also sometimes say not to work with family <laughs> how do you find working with your brother what's that like good and bad i mean it can be really difficult because uh, you know at, on one hand you know i respect his opinion more than anyone's and mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to make a big decision without him you know he provides me a lot of confidence uh in those type in those things that i where i need help the most but at this but also you know we butt heads a lot and mm-hmm. we can, you know, really push each other's buttons and we can take, you know, we can take the relationship for granted because we know, you know, how strong it is and it's always going to be there. So I have to say, uh, there's, you know, I, I agree with that saying mostly because it, it can be so difficult dealing with a, with someone's, you know, that, that you love and, and, you know, are so close with. But at the same time, like I said, you know, I, I, wouldn't want to buy a house without him seeing it. I wouldn't want to open up a new office without running it by. I mean, you know, the bigger decisions, it's so great to have someone that you trust, you know, so much and who you think, you know, you believe in their intelligence so much. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been an occasion where you guys just did not agree on something and couldn't come to a resolution? Or is it a case that one of you always ends up backing down eventually? Uh, there have been cases like that. I mean, I really started the Oppenheim group on my own. So the, the deference fortunately goes to me on mm-hmm. all things Oppenheim group. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we don't agree on a lot of things, but it's stupid things. You know, we <laughs> fight over hundreds of stupid things all the time. Uh, when it comes to the big things, 
weirdly, we tend to agree almost always on big decisions. Okay. And that I, I presume, you know, presumably that would be because in a sense, you're both brought up the same way to have the same values and that sort of thing. Have you ever disagreed over women? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, we've had little issues over women, but honestly, no. I mean, we don't really, uh, we don't really fight over women. I don't think we ever, ever have. I mean, little things here and there, but overall, I I would have to say that that's never been an issue. Okay, good. So um, one of the things that came up a lot in the show, which uh, it was like a part of the storyline that I found kind of hilarious, was that, you know, sometimes, and I've seen it said in other interviews, that you, because of your history with Mary, as as in she's one of your exes, um, mm. that you give her preferential treatment um, in the office. Do you find that to be true or do you refute that allegation altogether? I largely refute it. I mean, I certainly am extremely close to Mary. I mean, she's my closest girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, I think that everyone would agree that when it comes to business, I draw a very sharp, distinct line between business uh, and, you know, social. Because mm-hmm. I have to, because my social is so intertwined into my business. It's my friends. It's my, you know, family. Um, so I think I've done a pretty good job of that. I also think that what people it's easier for people to ascribe some of the deals that I'm bringing to Mary as favoritism because it's, that's easier to, to do than to admit that Mary has simply become, you know, one of the top agents in the office and is bringing in a ton of business. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's the truth that, that maybe is a little harder for people to admit. And so they're going to, they're going to defer to the, to the easier I'm favorite, you know, I'm playing favorites. Yeah. And how do you find it in general? I mean, you, you, you mentioned there that you, you know, kind of are strict with keeping things professional on one hand and and keeping your personal life separate. But do you struggle ever to draw that line between being someone's boss and being their friend? Or does everyone know, you know, does everyone in the office know kind of how far they can push it before you'll turn into their boss instead of their pal? I think most people know we've we've all known each other for a long time. I mean, many, many, I think, you know, 90% of the agents have been at least a five to 10 year, you know, close friendship. So I think everyone pretty much knows that I'm, when it comes to business, I'm almost always business. You know, I I appreciate working with friends because, you know, 90% of the time you're not really, it doesn't come to a something where you have to deal in business. But um, I think at the office, I'm a boss first and a friend second you know i'm willing to make the professional decisions um and i think everyone understands that it's a pretty sharp line here yeah and and it's i to be fair i think that's that comes across on the show actually i think it's you know the show is is you know kind of predominantly about the interpersonal relationships and then the kind of the context for that is the the real estate um industry but i think it does come across that, you know, people respect you as a boss in spite of all the, the kind of ongoing um, drama, if you like. Um, how do you find... You can make, sorry to interrupt, but I was saying you could even make the argument that I'm tougher on those friends that I'm closest with because I have higher expectations. So uh, you, they, they could almost complain that they're getting, you know, in the business sense, they're, it's, it's even tougher for them. And I would agree with that. So I would almost argue there's like a anti-favoritism to the people that I, I'm closest with just because I, I push them 
because I have expectations of them. Yeah, well, I, I'll check that with Amanda when I speak to her later on <laughs> and I'll see if she thinks that's true. Um, can I ask as well, on the subject of kind of being close to your exes, I know that you have said that, you know, Mary is your one of your closest girlfriends. Um, how do you kind of, like, what is your stance on that? I mean, I, I'll be completely honest, there hasn't been... Um, an ex in my life that I've been able to remain close to like I mean we wouldn't have a bad relationship but it's I find it very difficult to be really close friends with exes what what is it that what is it in you do you think that makes it easier for you or that makes that something that you're able to do Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, I've definitely heard from a lot of people that it seems a bit strange to them. Um, Mm. It seems normal to me, and I guess I've thought about that enough to to formulate an answer. And that's that, you know, with all of my ex-girlfriends, who are actually all of my closest friends, um, there was never any, like, disrespectful actions taken by anyone. It just Mm -hmm. didn't work out. So uh, I actually don't understand how people aren't, you know, close friends with their exes. For me, you know, you tell someone you love them, you live with them, or, you know, or you're just become very close with them. And just because you're not going to be romantic and, uh, and, and together anymore, I think the natural kind of progression for me is, okay, well, we, there's no reason why we wouldn't be best friends. We both care about each other a lot still. And that's kind of how it's been for, you know, I'd say my last three or four ex-girlfriends are all my closest girlfriends and I think they're also very close with each other too so that to me is is natural I think the what most people experience is unnatural um so I would almost have to turn it around and ask them like how is it that you can be that close to someone and then not be that close to someone I mean you either love them and they're you respect them and they're a close friend or they never were I don't understand it and I think that is that is actually an interesting way of looking at it that I would never to be honest ever have looked at I would never have seen it from that perspective but I think in certainly in my case and in it just anecdotally from friends of mine and people I've spoken to about you know relationships and such like the the problem comes in when another person comes into the the frame so I I know from watching the show that like Mary got married and you know Roman is you know comfortable in your presence and that sort of thing I think a lot of people, it, the issue starts when someone gets a new partner and that partner might have some kind of underlying jealousy or some kind of underlying issue. Has that come up for you or are you just like the quintessential nice guy and, and no <laughs> new and have? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone would call me the quintessential nice guy, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, but 
and I think actually with with Mary, she had a boyfriend at one point that was a little jealous. But overall, mm-hmm. uh, just looking at like my the relationships that my ex girlfriends have, I'm very yes. close with their husbands or boyfriends, and okay. it works really well. Although I definitely can see how someone maybe who's not as secure uh, might, you know, find issue. But maybe. A, these women just pick particularly great guys that are capable of, of, of uh, understanding the situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I, I like that you've said that the, you know, your exes pick great guys because that does reflect well on you. I think <laughs> <laughs> what it, was can just I, a, it was a subtle pat on the back to myself, which is totally fair. And I completely agree. Uh, every opportunity to take one of those and we will. Um, I would love to know as well, Jason, what, what was it that made you like you're you know okay so you're you're what you're like early 40s you've got this massively successful business you obviously love what you do um you've got a great reputation um like I I was looking at some stats about you know where you where the Oppenheim group falls in terms of like the the ratings of for uh realtors like what made you say yes to doing a reality tv show like what what was it that kind of made you go yeah I think we'll do that it was a, a long process. I was actually uh, against it, pretty considerably against it at the beginning. Uh, we had been approached by a couple of producers, a couple of agents, um, and my and, and that's the type of thing that I talked to my brother about, obviously. And and we both agreed that it was just more more risk than reward for the for the reasons you mentioned. Just you know, we had a lot things were, were things were going great, and uh, we didn't. We thought it was it was just something that could affect our reputation, et cetera. We okay. met with, with uh, Adam DeVillo. He kind of really turned us around pretty quickly. You know, he got us excited mm-hmm. about the idea. You know, we wanted it on Netflix and he delivered on that. I'd say Adam was the reason that we pretty quickly turned around. You know, he had a good resume uh, of a couple of other shows that he had done that were very successful. Yeah. And then once we started getting behind it, the excitement grew. You know, we started bonding uh, towards each other, like the cast. And uh, at that point on, it's just been like never looking back. I, I've, I have to say it's something that I enjoy a lot more than I thought I would. I, I really enjoy the show. I enjoy the publicity. I enjoy like, you know, making people happy when I take a photo with them. And uh, I enjoy the extra business that we're getting from it. So yeah, it's been say, like, has it been really Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it. It obviously has been good for business then for you guys. Yeah, it really has. It, it, it's moving. Uh, it's adding more fuel to the fire. I'd say if there's only one negative, it's uh, that you know I think the show that that the camera has exacerbated some of the the drama, mm-hmm. and I'm not you know someone who really appreciates drama. So I'd say that has been difficult for me, and maybe even for everyone. Uh, but it's all manageable, and overall, yeah. I think it's just a huge win. It's, I actually find it hilarious that you're saying that you're not one for drama because watching the show, it just, it feels like just constant back to back drama. But I do understand and appreciate that, you know, it, you know, the content is filmed over a considerable period of time and that it's edited yeah. down for all the most dramatic moments. Um, but I, I, I would imagine, I don't, can't confirm this. I'll, this is why I'm asking. I would imagine you're getting a lot of um, resumes in to the Oppenheim group as a result of the show. Is that true? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that uh, want to join. Yeah. But, 
you know, we're not really expanding right now. Hmm. We might I'm, open up another office, but but I, I'm more interested in getting listings and representing buyers than I am in, in new agents right now. What is the kind of the best part of the experience of recording uh, Selling Sunset for you? The best, you know, it was probably what I thought would be one of the least enjoyable aspects of it that ended up being the most enjoyable aspects of it. And that is, I can be a little bit private and not really, you know, like, uh, inter, you know, interacting with people that I don't know all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought maybe it would be concerning for me to have people kind of come up to me or come by the office or whatever. Yeah. But it ended up for me in many ways, like just seeing, you know, seeing the smiles on their face or, you know, like a, a young girl gets excited or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes it pretty rewarding. I mean, I really, really enjoy like making people happy. I'm kind of a utilitarian in that sense. So that uh, has been way more rewarding and way more enjoyable than I thought. And then, of course, I totally appreciate the business from my clients. And I think that sometimes I'm getting new clients uh, that I can directly attribute to the show. And, you know, that's always awesome. Mm. And I'm going to ask, well, after after I speak to you, I'm going to speak to Amanda, as you know, um, I'm going to ask her the same question, but I would love for you to describe Amanda in three words, and I'm going to see what she thinks those three words would be. So what three words would you use to describe Amanda? All right, but I have to qualify by saying I, I don't like these questions because I consider myself a thorough person, and, okay. and I don't think you can be thorough in three words, but I'll try. Okay, totally fair. Um, <laughs> Can I ask, can I ask a lifeline? Can I ask for help? Yeah, work away. Amanda in three words. Uh, Witty. Yeah, stylish, witty. Um, And. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take up the. Okay, charismatic. I'll go with charismatic. I was was always going to take up the rest of this entire interview thinking that's my problem. Well, no, in fairness, like it is very difficult to put a, a whole person into three words. I completely agree with you. So that probably was an unfair question. And um, can I ask as well, how do you think that Amanda will describe you when I ask her the same question? Oh, that's a fun question. Huh. Um, but it's, I hope you have a pause button on there I do. so that people don't know how long I'm actually I can, no, I can only edit this to make it sound like. <laughs> <laughs> like I just knew it. Like I was like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you make yeah. it seem like, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, loyal. Okay. Um, hardworking. Okay. I think these, I'm just complimenting myself here. Again, um, I'm totally on board with that. That's fine. <laughs> let's see. Loyal, hardworking. Um tough maybe maybe those are the three good one okay no if i even hit one of those i would be excited yeah okay um and i'm sure you probably can't i'm sure you've got oh how about let me start i'm gonna redo that i'm gonna go brad pitt handsome brad pitt handsome okay yeah (laughs) those are my three words i'm changing it up okay i've noted that down so i can uh, i can check that i can confirm that with a man there later on um, and I'm sure you've got, you know, you're probably not allowed to say too much, but just in terms of, I have never been so on the edge of my seat for a, a season three teaser as I was for the Selling Sunset season three teaser. It was incredible. What can you tell me about season three, if anything? I'm sure you probably can't. Well, the truth is that I haven't seen it. And okay. because I have like the best gig on this, you know, uh, reality show where I'm not in every, you know, I'm not always around. Mm. 
Um, and I kind of get to avoid a lot of the uh, drama. Mm. I actually am excited to see it too. I mean, I don't really know much more than you do. I think the part for me that I am the most looking forward to seeing is Christine's wedding, which just looked amazing. Well, that I remember. And that was probably the most like epic kind of event in just in terms of the visual uh, aspects. It was something I'd never experienced in my life. And I've been to, you know, amazing concerts and all kinds of mm. events, but I don't think there was anything visually that was as entertaining uh, as that wedding. Well, if her engagement party was anything to go by, it will be incredible. So well, the wedding crushes the engagement party. Okay, I'm so I'm I'm so excited. I really genuinely am. I just uh, it, well, no, I really think it'll set the bar for for weddings from, across the world. I don't know how you beat that, just okay. in terms of like cool factor. Amazing. Um, and I'm really, yeah, I, I can't wait to see. Um, I think it's like start of August or something that it's it's launching or it's going on to Netflix. So Yeah, August 7th. Amazing. Okay, so I'm living for that moment. And I really, really, I have to say, really, really enjoyed chatting to you today, Jason. And I'm, um, yeah, a really genuine fan of the show and of what you guys do. And I'm actually... I follow I followed the Oppenheim group on Instagram now so I'm keeping abreast of all of the uh, new properties that are going up in LA for sale. Um Oh awesome, yeah. Even Good. though I'm not planning a move uh just yet, <laughs> but I I keep I keep an eye just in case. Um, That's our, our goal is to get everyone over to LA yeah. from all over the world. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, there's a small chance we'll get out there. I've I've been to Ireland to uh Dublin and Health before and we were thinking of making a UK trip, so I will definitely run it by uh, those of us heading out there. Although who knows with this pandemic, what the schedule is like, but no. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Post pandemic, maybe. And listen, if you ever need any good recommendations for Dublin, hit me up, let me know. Um, okay, sure. Thank you so much, Jason, for chatting to me today. I really appreciate it. Tell Amanda hi and pleasure speaking with you. So there you go. That was Jason. He was really, really nice, easy to chat to, a really good interview. Um, speaking of really good interviews, I don't know if I'm allowed to cross-pollinate my different channels like this, but I have a Patreon where, as you probably know, I put up extra episodes of the podcast and features and other bits that I've written. And I have up there um, on Thursday. So from if you're listening to this on Friday, it went up yesterday. If you're listening to it at any other point of the week, it went up on Thursday, the what, 17th of July. And it is about interview celebrity interviews that I've done uh in the past uh over the years who was really really nice who was not so nice who was my favorite who smelled really good who was really shy unexpectedly um lots of just info over there on on my celebrity interview um history I suppose um so yeah if you want to check that out it's www.patreon.com forward slash Ashling M Keenan and if you are struggling to find that uh i'm on instagram at ashling m keenan or you can find me via at private education podcast on instagram for the podcast oh jesus i should really script this because it would come out so much more professionally anyway not to worry i hope you enjoyed that chat with jason like i said the chat with amanza who's also from selling sunset is going to be uh live next friday so i think that's at 24th of july or something around that date um, and until then, I hope everyone is really well. Stay safe. Have fun. Goodbye.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.